and welcome to Midlife Single, You're Not Alone. I'm Brenda, co-founder of Midlife Single and your host for this very, very special series on women in single life. So you may hear some construction going on um, around us here today, and we're sorry about that, much like, much like the construction in my life <laughs> right now. So today's topic is how to navigate through dating and keep your heart and soul intact. And what a great topic that is. And today I have with us Michelle Fraley, one of the incredible women I've had the opportunity to meet on my journey. Um, Michelle is owner of Spark, Spark Matchmaking. Michelle has a background in clinical psychology and currently works as a certified life coach, relationship coach, and professional matchmaker. Michelle works with clients who are looking to both create and maintain a healthy and satisfying relationship. And so, Michelle, let's talk about how to navigate through dating, because it's a, it's a hot topic right now, because everybody's getting their heart broken and, <laughs> and not knowing how to handle people and, and with social media and everything else in the mix. It's, it's, it's a shit show out there. <laughs> it's, there's a lot going on, that's yes. for sure, a yes. lot to uh, navigate through. Yes, there sure is. So, like, so when I got divorced, I, met, I married my high school sweetheart and found myself in a situation where... I was, you know, at the time we started dating, there was, there was big pagers where, <laughs> where the, how we got a hold of each other at the time. And, and then, you know, I got thrown into the, the whole dating scene and it's just, wow. <laughs> it's wow. And as, you know, as I progress and progress and progress, it's like, how do I maintain my heart and soul and the big heart I have and still take all the punches and knockdowns and you know, ghosting and this and that and all these other terms that are out there right now, but it, it is not a fun situation to be in. <laughs> it's pretty murky out there in it terms is. of, um, you know, it used to be pretty clear, boy meets girl, right. boy and girl fall in love, boy and girl get married, end of story. Now you add in every type of social media app, right. constant availability, feeling like um, the choices are endless, and then... Right. Feel like the, having the pendulum swing and feeling like there's no choices. Right. And so everyone feels like what used to be clear is now murky. No, it's not. I mean, I think right now the mentality is, is that, that you, you're not really special to anyone. You're just another swipe away. And it's like it's boy meet girl and girl and girl and girl and girl and girl. And and that's what's been the hard part. I know it's the same for men, too. They, they have the same experience, too. But... But it's just... They're just not as vocal with their friends about it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's become so diluted and and it's like... I, and, and the funny thing is, you know, in my experiences becoming single and meeting single people, I found that at the end of the day, people want to have a connection with someone. They mm -hmm. want to have something special with someone, a connection with someone. But they just don't know... I don't know. They just don't know how to navigate through it. And... Then the stuff happens, then you get your heart busted and broken, and then then you find yourself starting to lose a piece of yourself and becoming, um, what's the word for it, um, hard and mm -hmm. jaded and all those types of things. So how does how does one navigate through all this and you know keep their soul and heart intact? Mm -hmm. Well, you, when you introduced me, you said that I work with clients who are looking to both create and maintain healthy and satisfying relationships. And the first thing I do is I want to help a client 
create and maintain that healthy and satisfying relationship with themselves. Mm-hmm. So when I say all relationships are important, I mean that. But first and foremost, the relationship we have with ourselves is the most important. In order to move on, in order to navigate, and actually start discerning the type of partner that we want, we have to really understand ourselves, our wants, our needs, our desires, our value system. And a lot of people, especially people coming out of 10, 15, 20-year marriages, maybe married to a high school sweetheart or a college sweetheart, maybe hasn't taken the time to really learn about themselves because they've only known themselves as a wife or a husband or um, a mother Mm -hmm. and not as themselves as an individual woman or man. I know we're talking mainly about women in this series, but that is the first step to navigating um, this relationship scene. And that's why my clients who come to me for matchmaking A lot of them may really need a little bit of coaching first to to start diving in and investigating who they are. Right. And so what do you like, what do you recommend to do that? Is there a process for that? Uh, I definitely think there's a process and depending on where you're at and, you know, your your level of personal awareness, emotional intelligence, most people, I think have probably some blocks, probably some triggers, probably some stories that may or may not involve self-sabotage or patterns of behavior that they need to change. I usually recommend a therapist or a life coach to at least work through this, you know, journey even if it's short term, you know, a 6-week program with somebody just right. to sort of get your your ducks in a row. I think it is hard because in this midlife age group, I mean, you're right. It's like we've all had these, you know, 15, 20, 25, 30 years of experience with just that maybe one person. And now we're kind of coming out into this, this, you know, dating scene and maybe, you know, what you came from was awful and maybe you were screwed over and maybe who knows what the situation was, but your heart was broken or whatever. And now you are jaded and, and you're not willing to give other people the opportunity to maybe, um, show you something different. And I think it's really hard to navigate through that as well. Like, how do you deal with people like that? Because, like, like it just seems to be that's what it is out there. It's like everybody's super, super jaded about everybody else. And it's like, how do you try to establish anything with anybody when, when they want something, but they don't want something because you may hurt me? You know? mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a tough it's tough out there, Michelle. <laughs> it is tough. I see it, and I see um, the situation that you're explaining. Mm-hmm. It sounds like there's a story mm-hmm. that you're telling, you know, mm-hmm. if I can use you as an example, yeah. that you're telling yourself. Mm-hmm. People are jaded. People are not trustworthy. Um, most likely, this is going to end badly. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I would do is I want to work with you to reframe that self-dialogue. You know, not everybody, like, let's look at the all or nothing thinking, you know, well, maybe not everybody is jaded. Like, let's look at some of the the good experiences I had because a successful relationship doesn't have to always mean longevity. You could have a relationship with somebody for a year, enjoy those 365 days that you spent together, 
and then it can run its natural course. Right. You know, so not every relationship has to end in a traumatic or dramatic fashion. Right. You know, so some short term, even if you just went on, um, you know, six weeks worth of dates with one person and you enjoyed that time and then you both maybe mutually agreed, well, this isn't really going anywhere. It was, you know, we had a good time. We're moving on. Right. I don't look at that as a failure. I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. I look at that as a great learning experience. I look at that as a life experience. So that's where I would work with you and say, okay, you know, you came to me and you said, gosh, everybody is jaded. Right. Everybody is probably going to screw me over or looking to screw me over. I would really dive in with you and say, okay, well, let's look at some examples where that wasn't the case. Right. And work on changing your story. Because if you believe in the law of attraction, you know, what we're carrying around with us in terms of stories and energy is likely to be what we attract. Right. So if we're walking around with a bit of a chip on our shoulder and we're angry and we're jaded, it's no surprise that that may be what you get in return. Right. That's that's true. I mean, my, 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 my personal experience is that, and I'm a novice, of course, <laughs> but, but it's just like, I feel like I learn from every experience I have and every experience I have may not, may not be a good one. I mean, mm-hmm. it may hurt my heart and soul, but I, like for myself, I just, like, I can't let it eat me up. I just feel like I, like, um, it's a learning lesson, like you said. And, and, and hey, I may have learned something and my heart may be a little tougher, and but I grow from it. And I know that next time um, I may set my boundaries differently with someone. So let's, let's talk about that, boundaries. Because mm-hmm. I know that's, that's a big part of it, right? I mean, being able to know who you are, like you said, and set some boundaries and relationships and that sort of thing. Well, I think boundaries have a couple of different components. The first component of boundaries is Mm self-worth. You know, when we value ourselves and our time, we're more willing to set boundaries with other people. So again, that's where, you know, working with a therapist or a life coach to start developing some deeper appreciation for yourself, some self-efficacy, some self-confidence, some self-esteem. That's one component of boundaries. The other component of boundaries is, how do I say this, pattern breaking. Right. You know, and so when you talked about every experience I have is a learning experience, well, if you're on your fifth relationship in a row with the same result, that's a pattern. Right. You know, there's probably a pattern there. And so people will say, you, you teach people how to treat you. That's true. And so if you're continuing to choose the same type of person who gives you the same type of result, who produces the same type of pattern and relationship, you've essentially created a boundary. And what I mean by this is you've created sort of a bubble of type of person or type of relationship that you're not willing to go past for some reason. And so that's where, you know, both setting boundaries and I'll, I'll, throw this one out there, but setting boundaries and breaking boundaries is important. Right. That yeah. makes sense. I never thought of that. Like yeah. That, we, that. we always look at boundaries as something we need to set. Right. Like, I need to set this boundary, you know, so nobody crosses it or I don't settle. Um, but when we've been in these relationships where it's a pattern, right. we need to maybe cross a boundary and say, well, just what if... I tried something different. Right. Yeah. Right. Would the result be different? Exactly. Right. Exactly. I know coming out of um, a really long-term, you know, marriage and and really not 
having dated much, I mean, when you're 16, you know, sure. how much do you date? Sure. But, you know, so coming, coming out of that, um, it's been hard for me to, and it's a, it's, it's a learning curve and it's growing, but it's been hard for me to kind of figure out like, when am I ready? Like, yeah. you know, how do you know when you're ready? Like it's, it's, um, I think, you know, part of the single, and especially the midlife single life is that we come to a point where, you know, we, we know we don't want to deal with the bullshit. I'm going to cuss. <laughs> oh, good. You know, it's that type of show. Yeah, I'm in. It's, it's I'm in. Show. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't want to deal with the bullshit anymore because we've been there. We've done that. And, you know, we're in a stage of our life where now we're on our own. We pretty are pretty, pretty probably financially set, you know, in our careers and that sort of thing. And, and our kids are probably, you know, older, maybe they're gone, you know, away now at this time. But, but it's like, we, we also have these lives that are, are great, you know, mm-hmm. like, like I like being able to do whatever I want. I like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't, I like not having to answer to anybody. I, these are things I like, you know, but I also like having something genuine with someone and mm-hmm. having um, something solid with someone, you know, and, and too. So it's like, so it's like, am I ready? Am I not ready? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that all these questions come into play and it's, it's confusing, Michelle. <laughs> well, it is confusing. And what I heard from you right now yeah. uh, makes me sound like you are somebody who wants a companion, mm-hmm. a partner, a teammate. And that shows me that somebody is ready. Right. When they don't, well, let me say it another way. I have, I have matchmaking clients come to me and I know that they're ready because they say, I don't need someone to complete me or take care of me. And nor do I necessarily want to take care of somebody else. Um, And I think they're meaning logistically, not emotionally. Right. Um, What I want is somebody to share life experiences with and make my life richer Right. Exactly. It already is complete. Right. But can I can I have some gravy with that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. And I think that's when people are ready. I it's it makes sense to me, you know, because it's like you you know you, you know I kind of know who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what my soul is. I know what my heart is. I know what I want to do, and all those sorts of things. And and you're right. It's it's more of that you know having someone in your life that that um shares it with you, not in a way that is responsible for you, but just someone to bounce ideas off of, someone to be intimate with, someone to, you know, all those sorts of things that you have in a, in, in a relationship or a companionship or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the difference between sort of a mature relationship and maybe an immature relationship. Right. You know, we've unfortunately been, um, have it shoved down our throats from an early age, like the Disney, you know, princess and the prince is going to come save you. And, um, or Jerry Maguire, you complete me. And all of these things that make it seem like you are nothing until that other person comes along. You know, sleeping beauty is nothing until the prince wakes her up. Right. And then they live happily ever after. What if she was busy doing her thing, enjoying her life and just happened to meet a prince and said, man, you know what we could do together? Right. We could really dominate. Right. Right. You know? And so that's what I'm looking for is that, that mature love, that symbiotic relationship where the two people enrich each other, encourage each other. They're curious about each other, inspire each other. Um, and yeah, there's going to be times where 
somebody needs a little extra support, be it financially, physically, emotionally, and then that's reciprocated. Right. right. That's I think that's mature love, and right. I think that's what uh, people are looking for right. and not knowing where to find that. Right. Or how to manifest it. Well, it's it's almost like yeah, manifesting it, but also maintaining it. Mm-hmm. And and that sort of thing, you know. Um, I know it stinks to find out that relationships don't just maintain themselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. that's where and that's where I think that in today's mentality of, you know, another person's just a swipe away. You know, anytime anything gets rocky or rough between two people, they're like, I don't, I don't need to deal with this bullshit. You know, there's another person waiting, you know, on on another swipe away or a messenger or whatever the case may be. And so I think it's kind of really changed how willing people are to maybe not, I don't want to say put up with stuff because that's not it, but, but maintain. Yeah. Or even develop. develop. Yeah. Yeah. Even, I mean, before we even get to maintaining, establishing a relationship, because one or two dates does not make a relationship. Right. And I'm going to be honest, one or two dates really doesn't give you a full representation of another human being and what they're capable of in a relationship. Right. And we talked a little bit about boundaries early on. I agree with boundaries. Listen, if somebody shows up on a date and they're rude, they're racist. Um, they have some of the characteristics that you firmly have chosen as some of your deal breakers. Maybe they're a smoker. Um, maybe they um, are an atheist and right. your faith is very important to you and you just couldn't see that working. Right. Those are some legitimate deal breakers. But if, if you go on a first date with somebody and you come back and say, you know what, I just... There wasn't this instant chemistry and I am really looking to be swept off my feet and that sort of thing. To me, that says you might not be ready for that mature love Mm -hmm. that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. You might not really necessarily know what your needs are. Right. Because being swept off your feet is not something that's probably going to happen every day. Right. In a long-term relationship. Right. Most definitely not. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so... um, you know, the first thing to do, again, is in order to manifest this relationship is know what it is that you're actually looking. Like, what outcome do you actually want from this? Right. And what amount of work are you willing to put in? Because there has to be something given on your end mm-hmm. in the first or second date. Right. It can't, you can't show up and expect to just be wowed. Right. You know? Right. And I think people are like, well, yeah, I, I you know... He was the first person that came up on my match, but I have three other people. So if this isn't an instant yes, then maybe two will be. Mm-hmm. Most likely not. Right, right, exactly. Most likely there's going to be some give and take with every single person you oh, meet. Oh, there is. I mean, I'm always suspicious if things seem, wow, you know, it's like something's wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, something's wrong. I think, I think. Um, well, best. instant chemistry happens, and it's it wonderful. It ha- like to me, chemistry is something different. It's it's amazing when you have the chemistry plus you you can you know establish longevity with someone on a regular basis. Well, hundred percent. There's this whole idea that I love to talk to clients about that chemistry is an entirely different thing from compatibility. Oh, 
entirely Completely. different. And, yeah. and, and there's, you know, often people think of chemistry as, as sexual in nature. Right. And there are six levels of compatibility, and one of them is sexual compatibility. But again, that sexual compatibility is not chemistry. Right. Chemistry can be more defined to me in, in terms of lust. Right. Where it tends to be instantaneous and short-lived. Right. Very euphoric, right. where sexual compatibility is a part of a, a mature relationship that you'll evaluate and work on the entire relationship. Right. So right. I just wanted to throw that out there that, no, you know, there point. is that difference between chemistry and compatibility. Right. Where compatibility, you hope, um, if you work on it, maintains, right. you know, a relative balance where chemistry... That can just happen, and just as quickly as it, it happens, does, and it usually does. Yeah, and yeah. and you hear that where someone's right. like, "Oh man, I was madly in love, and we we caught each other's eyes across the room, and just knew we had so to have intense, each other." And, so and then there's regret, <laughs> right? Because you wake up the next day and you go, "Oh, <laughs> not feeling the same way." What did I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's I had one too many to keep. That's chemistry, <laughs> where compatibility right. often takes a little bit more time because you really need to know the person and connect with the person in order to right. know where you fall on these different levels of compatibility. Right, right. It's a good point. Yeah. It's a really good point. So so navigating through all of that and and going through all these things that you have to go through, is there a way to I mean I know I really try. I try my best to keep my big heart in place and my heart and soul in place because that's really important to me. I don't want to be one of those people that has had some really bad experiences who just says I don't trust anybody now. I don't, you know, it just has that kind of attitude and is super jaded. Is there anything that you can kind of keep at the back of your mind to help you get through that when you are going through these heart wrenching kind of things, you know, is there, is there, do you have any recommendations for that? Or is it just, you kind of have to live it? Well, of course (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I definitely have recommendations as a life coach. I really believe in using tools using action-oriented methods to maintain your level of your value system, Mm -hmm. maintain your value. And so I keep hearing from you, Brenda, Mm -hmm. that it's important for me to maintain this big heart. It is. That's one of the things I love, and that's one of the things I feel like I have control over. Even though someone may step on it or squash it or whatever, it may be broken, I mean, that's the one thing I feel like I can resolve myself from mm-hmm. and no one can take that away from me. And so I'm, I'm like solid in that, but I know other people aren't. And so they would have yeah. their own value system. Right. So again, like going through getting to know yourself, that's a value for you. Right. So we would identify that value. And what we would do is we would brainstorm together. What are you currently doing in your life that honors that value? Right. What are you, and, and so let's look at that. How can you do more of that? Right. So a lot of the ways that you honor this value of having a big heart um, don't mean anything in terms of dating. It doesn't. Only that might be a small portion. Right. So what are some other things that you do in your life? That, so that's a good point, actually. Yeah. So, I mean, my I got into dance, right, As I and it was something that I grew up with and was loved and all of that. And so I got back into it right when I was going, mm-hmm. you know, getting divorced and going through that. It was the one thing that kept me sane. Like, I, if I hadn't had that in my life, don't know where I'd be right now. I'd probably be in some mental institution somewhere. Yeah. You know, yeah, having to sure. handle everything I went through. But um, 
But I think that me having outlets has really helped me and me also having a really good base of friends that I can talk with and, and, you know, share this stuff with and that are always there for me when I need them and back me up no matter what, um, has really been helpful. So like having the combination of the two has, has gotten me through that. And I know at the end of the day, no matter what happens relationship wise, that, that I have stuff in my life to go to, you know, my kids, you know, my family, my friends and, and my, my, um, dance are, you know, those outlets, the gym, whatever, you know, that I, I decided to do to, to, to pound out my frustrations. So, well, those are yeah. perfect examples. So what I'm doing with you is what I would do with a client. Let's sit down and especially a client who comes in there, they have a lot of tunnel vision. I'm super discouraged about relationships. I feel really hopeless, really frustrated. And after we've gone through and discovered their value system, okay, so working with you, we've pulled out this value of maintaining this um, this big heart, this feeling inside right. of, I'm, I'm maybe describing it as joy. Right. Yeah, this joyful feeling. It's a euphoric. I yes. mean, it's euphoric. When I go to my dance class and I get there for that hour, no matter what has gone on in my day, relationship-wise or anything else, that is the hour that I have to get it all out. I say I get it all out on the mm-hmm. dance floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I forget everything else, and I come out of it euphoric yeah. and ready to... Your heart shining. My heart shining. Yeah. Exactly. So you say, how, how can we continue to maintain like this right. big heart? So we, we've already identified we have your dance. Mm-hmm. You have this group of friends, so your, your social network. You said family, mm-hmm. your kids. Mm-hmm. And so we would look, okay, these are things that you have in your life that currently honor this value. Mm-hmm. How can we do more of that? How can we make those a priority? Right. How can you rely on those things and use those things for support when you are feeling down? Right. Then we would look at your areas of your life. What are you currently doing that doesn't support this value or sabotages this value? Right. So we would look at that and maybe some patterns of um, past relationships or past behaviors mm-hmm. that doesn't support that value. Right. And we would try to eliminate those as much as possible. Right. I mean, sometimes it's not always possible. If maybe I have a coworker who I you know, battle with or a job that isn't fulfilling to me, but I need to pay the bills. So there, there's going to be things on this list that we won't be able to eliminate completely. Right. But we're going to try to find balance. So if the relationship portion and patterns and relationships is really causing some strain in this value, mm-hmm. we can minimize that by maximizing the other parts. Yeah, that makes, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, Michelle, I think we're almost out of time. So thank you so much for joining us. And I hope you all have someone like a Michelle in your life that can help you navigate through the relationship. I know we all, you know, we get life coaches and we have mentors and all these sorts of things, but but really, you know, when you're in the dating game and you're midlife single, a relationship coaches probably something you need to. <laughs> and I am here. Um, people can check out my website, which is sparkmatchmaking.net and um, can go ahead and contact me through the site if they're interested in any sort of um, matchmaking services as well as coaching. All right. Thank you so much, Michelle. We hope you all have a great day.